Welcome to the number one podcast, where we give you an authentic look into the world's healthiest, wealthiest, and most inspirational minds. We talk about trending topics, bold ideas, and give you real-world examples that will inspire you to take massive action to become the number one version of yourself. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the number one podcast in the world. Today, we will be talking about fitness and how it impacts every other area of your life. Um, you want to take a jump off of this one? Yeah. So those areas include, you know, your emotional health, um, probably just your work ethic in general. Uh, think of all of the things that you're trying to do, whether it's you know, business, uh, your relationships with your, your loved ones, your family, uh, your friends, um, you know, fitness, or I, I should say a, a fit lifestyle can help with all of those things. True. And there's a lot of reasons with that. So I, I think the first one is just around mm, let's just call it living like a regimented life like you have this thing that you're dedicated to um dedicated to yourself right and it's for yourself right you're doing it for yourself um you're taking time out of your day and you're not really working for anybody else right you're, you're going and you're just putting work in on your body you're fatiguing yourself pushing your limits and you're doing that, you know, hopefully, if you're living a fit lifestyle, you're doing that, you know, let's just say three to four days a week, right? Maybe even more if you're more fit than that. And I think that what that does for you is part of putting work into yourself, I believe, you know, and I spend a lot of time meditating in general. I meditate during uh, my workouts a lot of time, or especially I'm also like a, a break dancer, right? So I meditate between uh, doing what we call sets, which are just like combinations of moves. Uh, but it really forces you to think about your capabilities. Uh, one of the things, let's just, we'll set up a story really quick, right? Imagine you're bench pressing and your old, let's say your old bench max is 200 pounds and you want to push to 210 pounds. Very simple scenario. Part of changing your max though is you're literally doing something you've never done before. You're pushing up more weight than your body's ever pushed up before. And there's a lot of, you know, of a framework, this complexity that goes into breaking any of your limits, even if it's just pushing. If you're someone who's been lifting for a long time, you know this, you can create a lot of like an identity around, oh, I'm somebody who benches XXY or whatever, whatever it is, right? I bench 200 pounds. It's something, it might be an identity statement for you. Uh, I can run this fast. I can jump this high. And because you say that out loud about yourself, you actually create these limitations. You might be able to, you know, jump higher, run faster, or bench more than 200 pounds, but because you've created this identity statement for yourself, this limitation that you have to break through uh, by lifting constantly and working out, you learn to uh, kind of respect limits for what they are as kind of just a current measurement, right? And not yeah. truly a, a limitation, right? That's just true. because you benched uh, 200 pounds on, you know, May 17th of this year, uh, if it's six months later, it doesn't mean that you're still have that limitation. I, I think it's just, it's just a measurement from a point in time instead of some life defining moment. Uh, and, and that's one thing that kind of cracks, you know, the nut of like thinking about life as this boundless, you know, journey that we're on. Um, and, and, and that just goes into every other aspect of your life. Oh, that's true. And 
Um, to touch base on that, you know, I think there's two ways that I've gone through my journey of working out. You know, so for me, it was a bit different because, um, you know, well, just like you, actually, I experienced terrible injuries mm. in my in my journey yeah. of working out. Terrible um, to the point where I, I actually suffer from five. Well, I'm recovered now. Recovered from five herniated discs in my back. You know, because I used to compete in CrossFit. Yeah. And I loved CrossFit. I was obsessed with CrossFit. And every day I knew what my, um, what, you know, my max was. I knew how I was pushing it. Um, you know, we calculated percentages, numbers, what I was supposed to hit that day, how many I was supposed to do. And everything was calculated for this goal down the road, which was meant to be hit so that I could enter the competition. Yeah. So everything was calculated every day. My macros, what I was eating, how much I was drinking, the supplements I was taking. Everything was just so narrowed down. And, you know, to live that life where it's just like every, I know that every morning I'm, I'm going to the gym at 6 a.m. I'm doing the, you know, the workout of the day, the wad for an hour with the group. Then I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come back at 6 p.m. and I'm going to do my Olympic lifting training with my trainer, right? right? So I knew that this was my journey. It was every single day. I knew that on the weekends I was getting a massage. I was hitting physical therapy. I was doing all these things. Um, but when the injury occurred, I almost lost this entire sense of self. Yeah. Like I just stopped working out and I couldn't do anything. I could barely walk. And, you know, we're talking about surgery. We're talking about all these different things. You remember I used to come to your place and I was always complaining like my back. I couldn't even sleep on the couch. Yeah, this man's back was, you know, it was really up. bad. <laughs> so I had sciatic nerve damage, all these things. And I can go into a whole episode on recovering from that injury and yeah. what that took. Right. But at the end of the day, um, you we know, can talk you, about it now. We can talk yeah, a little bit about okay. it. I mean, I have t tons of injuries, too. So, so I know that. Yeah. Know so we've general. got a lot of stories on the injury piece. But, you know, um, to go back to your like you create this identity around yourself, yeah. you know, conversely, what is the identity that you create about yourself when you do not work out? When mm. you are someone that does not have those goals, that does not have those calculations and those things. And you don't have to be like that dead on. Like I work out now and I don't even write my workouts down. I just go in and I do my thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't set PRs. I don't set all these different things that, you know, I probably will implement after this episode because it's gotten me thinking. Um, but you know, you're either a person who doesn't work out at all. You're a person who kind of half-assed does it right. Or you're a person that's like pretty regular about it or someone who is all committed and you, you, like, you consider yourself a fit person though, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you're able to, even though cause, and I'm, I'm the same way, right? I have a personal trainer right now, but for years I would say I'm a fit person because that's my identity. Like I yeah. work out, fit people work out. That's what yeah, they do. Exactly. So I'm going to work out. Like it is weird for me to go multiple days without working out. Cause that's I not, cannot what, go one that's not what fit people do. You yeah, know, like, if I go one day without work, let me, so here's going back to the, the point that I was making. If you don't work out at all, right. Yeah. And you go one day, like you're sore as hell for like a week. Right. And you may not even feel accomplished because you're like, that was terrible. Like, I don't even want to do that again, you know? Right. But on the other side, if I cannot go a single day without working out, I don't take rest days, you know, even on my rest day, I'm going to the gym and I'm doing something active because I have to. If I don't do it in the morning, I feel terrible all day long. Yeah. I, d I have brain fog. I feel tired. Like I'm just not on. So yeah. I have to work out. It's part of my regimen. And how that translates into the rest of my life is that's something that I do consistently every single day. What other things do you do consistently every single day? And what lessons can you learn from your dynamics around like your gym lifestyle or that identity that you've placed around yourself as being a fit individual? 
You know, like now if I don't work out and I'm not so in tune with my fitness, I'm probably going to get hammered every weekend and I'm probably going to eat shit food and I'm going to feel bad about myself. And that translates into the way that you approach women that translates into the way that you approach people in business. If you feel like shit and you look like shit, you're less likely to, you know, make positive interactions with other people because you lack that self-esteem and that confidence. Right. You know, whereas if you're on your shit, you work out all the time, you're eating healthy, you're practicing healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, you can drink every once in a while, you can eat bad every once in a while, but you know that like, that's not your life. Right. You know? And so I think you just approach people and you approach situations, you approach things with this dominant success mindset where you just feel good about yourself, your self-esteem and your confidence as is, it's at a different level. Right. You've, you've almost created this, this purpose statement for you because that's part of your identity. You're willing to make these trade-offs without, you know, really caving into the pressure of your peers, Exactly. which is really easy to do when you don't have a purpose, right? You kind of blow in the wind, you get excited about whatever. People are like, yo, we're gonna go, you know, 15 people are going to this party and because you don't have a purpose, now that seems like the thing you have to do. It's like, well, I gotta go to this party versus just like, oh no, you know, I gotta work out the next day and I I really, I know what it's like to party before workout and I don't wanna do that, you know? And part of that is getting older and all that, but you are willing to kind of, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Sacrifice. Yeah, make sacrifices yeah. Uh, for a greater purpose. Now, sure. I'm not saying that all fit people are like amazing people, but I will tell you this, that I respect or I have a amount of respect for people who are into fitness at least because it tells me one single thing about them is that they are committed to something. Now, I don't know why they're committed to it, right? And like I said, not all fit people are amazing people, but uh, most of them are. I mean, most of the people at my gym are, are great people. Uh, we all have this common struggle in trying to get stronger. And become um, the best version. Yeah, become physically. the best physical version of yourself. And it's impossible for that not to bleed over. And let's do like another example. Think about this. Think you're in a tough situation. You need somebody to help you, right? And you've got two options. Option A is a friend who kind of doesn't really do anything, right? They don't, they're not, aspiring for anything um and you know typically they they say they're going to do something they don't do it um you know they work out a few times uh, they stop working out whatever and you got friend b who is like always working out always fit always you know at the gym every single morning and you're like all right who am i going to call am i going to call the person that i know you know sticks to this workout you know all the time or i'm going to call the person that you know doesn't have a purpose you know, or any type of purpose in their life, right? And you're probably gonna call a person that has some sense of purpose because you know that they will show up for, they're just more likely to show they're up, right? Probably just, more accountable. Yeah, they're just more, they're more accountable because they're accountable to something, right? So people who are accountable to something are more accountable in general, right? That's just, that's just the way that it is. And, and fitness is one way that you can be accountable and create this positive identity statement where you're going to, you know, you're really showing up for yourself. I think which is the, the most important thing is yeah. by being a fit person, you're showing up for yourself. And I think part of showing up for others is you first got to show up for yourself. If you don't have a a self of sense self worth, like you said, like Absolutely. you build this self worth around yourself, um, and your physical appearance, while it's not not necessarily about being beautiful, that's a nice side effect. It can be um, of fitness is you are trying to maintain this presence in the world of how you want to be seen um, and how you want people to 
you know, kind of experience your being uh, in working out. Uh, you have this level of control over that and there's very few things we can control in life. Uh, you create this, this self-worth and that this bleeds over. Uh, it's the reason why, you know, we find, one of the reasons, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but we generally find fitter people, more fit people, more attractive, right? There's, there's a lot of reasons for that biological or otherwise, but it's just like, you know, it's like, wow, if that dude is jacked, right? Like I know there's no shortcuts to getting jacked. Well, you know, you can take, you can take some drugs, but even then you're still like, you got to put the work in. No. You're putting hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work in. There's, there's no way to cheat it. You just can't. And there's very few things in life where you can, you know, very clearly kind of garner that self-worth um, and, and general respect from other people. There's another point in there I was trying to make, forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, I, I think self-worth, if that's something that you struggle with, um, if, if you've been thinking about, and I kind of want to talk about like the reasons like people don't work out or what I've heard. Um, I've been training for a long time is, but if you struggle with like reasons to work out, um, I think it has to be about that improvement, continuous improvement. It can't be about like um, negative reasons. It can't yeah. be like, oh, I don't want to be fat, which might be fine. I think, I think that's fine. But I think when you, when you only have negative reasons to do something instead of positive reasons, it's hard to stick with, right? If you're just trying to not be fat and it's like, well, there's a lot of ways you can not be fat. You know, you can go get surgery, you can get liposuction, you could, but it's not the same as being a fit person who's putting this positive That's energy true. into your body, you know? Well, I think uh, I'm going to go back to, you know, you just gave an example, right? Sure. The uh, person that's accountable and the person that's not accountable, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll touch on that first. And then I want to go back to what you just mentioned, um, you know, about kind of like not just having that negative reinforcement. Sure. So first off, you know, to touch, I don't want to sound vain in the fact that I, I would call the guy that works out over the guy that doesn't, right? Because that yeah. might not always be the case. Um, sure. However, in this circumstance, you know, I think that it is a viable, you know, and reasonable decision to make. Um, because of one, I'll, I'll give you one example of how that has played out in my life. So I have one of my agents, um, you know, the reason why he said that he, he already worked with a lender. He worked with somebody he's been working with for years. He said that the reason, and he didn't want to be vain either, but he said the reason why he decided to call me and work with me is because he saw on my Instagram how dedicated I was to not only working 24 seven, cause I always post about work. If you follow me on Instagram, you see on my stories, I work all the time. Drew's the move. Drew's the move on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I also work out every single day and it's part of my lifestyle. And, um, you know, that was something that he said that he respected. Cause he said, you know, I bust my ass. I work all the time, but I never make time to go to the gym. And he said, I respect the fact that you not only do that, but you meal prep. I see your posts where you're meal prepping. And you're always spending time with, you know, I was with someone at the time. You're always spending time with her. Yeah. So he was like, how the hell does this individual have so much determination, dedication to work out every day, be incredibly fit, you know, cause I'm in fantastic shape right now, in my opinion. So, um, you know, he, check him you, out. Drew's the move. <laughs> so you work out every day, you work all day long, you meal prep, you eat healthy. You're not eating like shit every day and you're spending time with your loved one. Yeah. And so he said for me that well-roundedness, that holistic approach to your life where you are trying to win in every single area of your life made me want to work with you over working with the other guy because the other guy just works 24 seven. He's out of shape and he has a terrible relationship at home. 
Yeah. And he said, and I don't want to judge that individual, but I just want to show you how much I value seeing that in a person. And I want to work with someone like that because I aspire to be that way. And for me, that was huge. I said, wow, like that's so not only is that incredible to like to hear that someone feels that way about you, but the fact that you are almost inspiring someone else and that's why they want to work with you. Yeah. So to touch on your example from a different you know, perspective, it's that it's not just that you're choosing to work with that other person or to call that other person because they go to the gym and they're not like unpurposed in their life, but because of the fact that you may aspire to be like that person and because of that, you're more willing to call them and you're more willing to lean on them and you're more willing to want to surround yourself with them, right? Yeah. So that's a huge point. Um, to go back to the second one, which was, you know, not having just all negative reinforcement. This goes heavily into having a vision for your life, having a vision for yourself from a physical standpoint, from a mental, emotional, spiritual standpoint, um, you know, a financial standpoint, whatever the case is, if you do not have a vision for your life and where you want to be in every single aspect, then you will fall for anything. Yeah. And we've talked about some of these books that have discussed this topic in the past. Um, but, you know, um, one of them, which I've literally mentioned a dozen times, has been Napoleon Hill's um, Outwitting the Devil, mm -hmm. where he touched it. And I talk about this book all the time because of how transformational this one point was, which is if you do not have a sense of purpose and a sense of vision behind what you are doing in life, you will literally fall for the temptations of anything. I am so dedicated to going to the gym and I every single morning and I meet with a trainer twice a week that I do not drink. I'm 11 months sober right now. Yeah. You know, and uh, like, why would I go get drunk and hammered and then wake up hammered and go hungover to work out with my guy the next day? Like right. I'm wasting my time and money. I pay this guy a good amount of money. Yeah. And it's money that I'm investing into my time. It's money that I'm investing into my own resources and hard work into achieving because I've got a goal. I've got a vision of where I want my body to be. I've got a vision of where I want my finances to be. You know, how am I going to be able to be here with you speaking right now if I'm like so blatantly hungover? And I know that, you know, you, you've been able to pull. I don't I respect you because you are able to do that. If like that one day. Oh, yeah. Bro, and then if you hang out, this podcast. guy did a hungover podcast and it was so good that you would not even be able to tell. And but I, you know why, though? And I respect that because I'm like, your purpose is so much greater than what you're going through that you could pull yourself out That's of whatever it, situation that you're in and you can make it happen, right? You gotta have that purpose, though. It's so, But that goes back to the vision. If your yeah. vision is that strong for what you want to achieve, you will make certain sacrifices. And your yours was not the sacrifice of I'm not gonna go out, which is what mine would have been. Yours was, even though I went out, I'm making the sacrifice to push away my feelings of how I feel right now to make this fucking happen. Right. And that's huge. And if you have that purpose behind your vision, if you have that will, that desire in order to achieve something and to become something, it's not about, oh, I just don't want to be fat. It's that I'm trying to be shredded and I'm trying to look like the Hulk and I'm trying to walk around and like not be afraid that if I get something on my shirt, like I want to take my shirt off. You know what I mean? Right. I was in a position yesterday. We got stuck in the rain and I'm like. Well, I mean, I got to take my shirt off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> got to do it, man. I got to do it. Unfortunately, like I, you know, and then take um, these abs out. Yeah. You know? Right. And so um, and the people that I would, they were like, bro, you just wanted an excuse to take your shirt off. And I was like, Thanks. you know, but I feel good about it. Thanks. So if you walk into positions or situations with that confidence of knowing like, yo, I look good and I feel good. It's just yeah. you, you approach life in a different way. Yeah. And I'm able to actually get business that way. Because I feel confident about myself and I walk into situations with a different light. Yeah. And I, ho I hope y'all are saying there's so many layers to this, like the confidence, the identity statement, 
the ability to, you know, get hammered like I did that one weekend and come back. And I don't drink that much, but I do go out. I still do go out. I'm not sober uh, like Andrew is. Uh, but when you have a purpose, when I mean, there's something that you have to do, and it'd be very easy, by the way, for me to just not do a lot of the stuff that I do. I can just be like, oh, I'm tired. Or, <laughs> oh, I, I did a workout. I did leg day, so I don't want to do X, Y, or Z. And most people will be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And that's how a lot of people live their lives. When you don't have purpose, it's really easy for you to be like, oh, well, you know, I had a hard day today, and I don't want I to, I just don't want to work out. And everyone around you will go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or you could be a fit person and be like, Oh, I had a hard day today. Uh, I'm gonna go work out, and that, that's that's all it is. Uh, and I've I've spoken with so many people, and I've had my own personal evolution where I've I've heard every excuse in the book, guys. I've heard every single one. Um, if you tell me some reason why you can't do something, I'll say okay, I will. But I'm gonna tell you right now here honestly that um, not from a negative space, but like I already know kind of what just what that means for where you're at in your life, and you just have not decided to uh, make that evolution to being someone who doesn't let, you know, small stuff stop you. Uh, a lot of people are looking for an excuse. They're just looking for an excuse not to do something. They're just looking. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. Ah, well, you know, only got six hours of sleep. Who cares? I went to the gym on three hours of sleep. The workout wasn't amazing, but I got it in. It felt so good to get Absolutely. it in. Uh, then the next week, I make sure I get eight hours. You know, continuous improvement is what it's about. All about that continuous improvement. It's all about creating that identity, becoming a person that people can look at and say, yo, that's a hardworking person. Just, just like the story you just told, it's like they know you're hardworking because you're doing something versus somebody who isn't. People who have not worked hard at something are not someone, aren't people who are gonna step up to work hard at this new thing. Exactly. They're the first person who crumbles. The person who always has an excuse, they're gonna be the first one to have an excuse when, you know, the shit hits the fan, Absolutely. you know? And so the reason why this bleeds over, even though it's something so simple as just working out and fitness is it really, it really isn't simple. It's, it's having this purpose, it's creating an identity. Um, and it also goes into this other idea that I personally have a personal belief in that, you know, there's so few things we can control in life, right? We can't control who our parents are, can't control what continent we're born on. Um, can't control the wealth that we're given at birth. Can't control what we look like, uh, which I think I said that twice. But you can control, you know, what you do With all when those, you're awake. Yeah. You know, like you can. Well, you be can't fit, control you any can of those smarter. things, but you can control what you do with them. Right. Like you could be the most, you know, God-given born athlete, um, and you could be on the other side of the spectrum. But I guarantee you, by thirty, none of that's going to matter. Only thing that's gonna matter by the time you're our age is: Did you stay fit? Did you do you read books? Do you you know have this education? Um, there's gonna be an inflection point in your life where you literally are gonna become the things that you do, not the things that you were born with. I guarantee it, guys. Like I, I know what the average age of our viewers is probably around our age, um, but you know I firmly believe that most people end up right around you know where they should be. Um, after a given amount of time, you know, we're all kind of dealt a different hand. You got to play those cards, right? Uh, and you got to work to get, a, get a new hand, right? We're all dealt a different hand, but you can get new cards in life. And you do that by putting in work. Um, I can tell you even my time as an athlete, uh, I was beating guys who were faster than me in high school, faster than me when we were younger, because I just outworked them. There's a million people have talked about, you know, just working hard. All the greats talk about it. I can tell you I've lived it. Other people lived it. 
um, the people who are the best that get it done are the people who put in the work and that show up at the end of the day and it'll, it'll all equal out. So start with your fitness. It also just feels good. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure you can test this. You have a bad day, go to the gym. Like it's really hard to be mad about whatever when you're trying to push something real heavy. You just True. your brain, your brain can do one thing at a time and going to focus on not dropping that weight yeah. on your toes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I think not only, you know, from the aspect that you just discussed, but to dive even deeper into the actual day-to-day workout, mm-hmm. you know, why are you so focused on not dropping that weight instead of on your problems? Right. So when you're in a workout, whether it's CrossFit, it's HIT cardio, you're in a group class, you're on your own, you can have just like life, you can have terrible workouts and you can have fantastic workouts. You can have great days, you can have bad days, you know, and what differentiates a great day from a bad day? Is it the way that you woke up that morning? Is it certain things that happened to you that were outside of your control? You know, but at the end of the day, it's how did you handle those things? So, you know, for instance, I went to the gym and um, like, I felt like my day was getting started bad. Like I just wasn't in a good mood. And sometimes you have those days where you just wake up and you're like, I'm not in a good mood. Yeah. But I know that when I get to the gym, I can either not go to the gym and I'm going to spend the entire day in a shit mood right. and that's going to affect every single decision that I make. It's going to affect my business. It's going to affect how my clients hear my voice come, come out. That's going to affect, you know, all types of various things that happen. I could hit every single red light on the way to the office, whatever the case is, right? You wake up in a bad mood. If you don't shift that perspective, shift the angle, you're going to stay in a bad mood nine times out of 10. Yeah. I go to the gym and I'm just expecting I'm going to have a shitty workout, but I made the decision as soon as I got there, I was like, okay, I took out my little notebook and I was like, all right, I'm going to hit. And I wrote out my workout so that I had a mission when I got to the gym yeah. and it was chest day. And I said, all right, I'm going to hit incline flat flies. Um, you know, I'm going to do uh, tricep extensions. I'm going to do all these different. And I, I wrote out the whole workout and I'm going to end out with like a killer ab day. Yeah. And so I did not want to do it at all. And I was not in the mood to do it at all. And so I get under the bench and I'm doing my warm up and I'm just like not in the mood. And so I said, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to try to hit my my one uh, yeah. MR today. I'm going to hit my max on bench. Yeah. And so I pull one of the managers over from the gym and I'm like, dude, can you spot me? Like I'm trying to hit this max. And I said, I'm going to go for two. And so he he spots me and he's like, he's like, nah, bro. He said, go for six. And I was <laughs> like, for real? And he, I was like, you're going to be there, right? And he said, yeah, but go for six. And so I'm on the sixth one. Mind you, I tried to hit two. On the sixth one, he's like, keep going, keep going. And he's pushing me. Yeah. And I'm like, and I push and I get eight. So initially I went into this workout thinking I'm only going to get hit two. And I ended up right. hitting eight because I had some, and the rest of the workout was phenomenal. The guy didn't help me the rest of the time because, you know, he had a client or whatever. But, um, dude, I pushed the rest of the workout and I left the gym feeling fantastic. Yo, I left you, the, you literally will forget why you were mad. I was, I was in a great mood the rest yeah. of the day. I'm like, bro, I just accomplished something. Like I didn't think that I had it in me and I accomplished it. And so I think that that's the important part about not only showing up, right? Cause we've already talked about on other podcasts, the power of showing up, but the yeah. power of giving it your all and making that internal decision in your mind to say, you know what, I'm not just going to hit two, I'm going to hit eight. And sometimes you can't do that on your own. Sometimes you need that external party to say, 
like to speak life into you. When you don't feel good and you feel like, you know, you're having a shit day or things are just not going right. That is the importance of the quality of individuals that you surround yourself by. 100%. If you, sir, if I, if I didn't ask the manager, if I had asked the, you know, I don't want to be rude, but the schlub in the side, that's like doing 10 pound, you know, whatever. And he's on his phone the whole time. I would have had a completely different experience, but I went to the guy that runs the place and I asked him to spot me. Yeah. You know, instead of the guy in the corner that's on his phone texting on the leg machine. And he knew. And so he came over and he hyped me up and he got me to where I wanted to be. And even further, I surpassed what my goal was. So that's the importance of surrounding yourself with individuals that are where you want to be or have the motivation to be at another level. And that will help push you there. If you're having a bad day and you call somebody and they're having a shit day too, and they're like, they're in life, the equivalent of the guy on the phone, on the leg machine, that's not working out and he's overweight. They're going to tell you all of their problems. But if you call the guy that's winning in life and he's pushing and he's the one that works out and has that holistic view that we just spoke about and yeah. he's winning, he's going to say, bro, you've, you've got this, man. Like push through it. Like you got just got out of a bad relationship. Like, bro, you're going to find someone else. You're going to become the best version of yourself in this moment in time. You just got into a car accident. It's okay, man. Like it's just a car. You've got something better waiting for you. You know, it's going to be taken care of. Don't let it ruin your day. You've got someone to push you. And that's the importance. I'm telling you, I can't stress it enough. Hanging around with people, bro. When I was going through shit, I call you and you're like, dude, don't sweat that. Like that's bullshit. You don't need that. Yeah. You know, I do not allow negativity around me. y'all. Yeah. So. I don't like saying negative shit. There's people that I purposely won't call because like uh, negative people like to be around negative people. Hurt people like to hurt people. They like to surround themselves around people like that. Winners like to be around winners. Yeah, man. And there's so many motivational speeches speeches that talk about that and talk about surrounding yourself with people that want to win. I do that stuff selfishly, actually. Like if, if someone's being negative around me and like they're looking for, they're kind of looking for that validation, I almost always go, like I just, I just try to kill it because that's what I want for people to do for me. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a very selfish thing because I know that how my brain works. I'm very suggestible like anybody else's, but I'm like, no, like I'm not going to play into this. St- I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate that, man. And I love what you said about surrounding yourself with those certain types of people. Uh, another tip, go to a good gym. You'll find really high caliber people there. Absolutely. Uh, just kind of, you know, quite frankly, like, um, if it's expensive, a lot of people Dude, it's aren't worth willing. It. It's worth the extra hundred a month. It's, whatever, it's, it's two hundred a month. It's so worth it. Like, it's worth um, it. what's that gym in New York? Uh, Which one? Really, really popular one. Oh, God, why can't I think of it? But it's like one hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars a month. Um, doesn't matter. Well, Find, what's a, I mean, what's where you go? It's got. Yeah, be I go to a, I go to Anatomy right? here in uh, Miami. Uh, no, it's I think it's one fifty a month. Oh, is it? And I pay one sixty five a session uh, with my trainer, something like that. Um, so I'm pouring like literally thousands of dollars. I, I just, I just, my body. Dude, I just dropped 1500 bucks this morning yeah. for my training for the month, but it's totally worth it. So some people would look at that as the cost to be in this room and say, Oh, well I could work out anywheres. Uh, yeah, that's an investment. Man. It's totally an investment because I'm surrounded by people who are focused on working out. Like everybody in there is, is focused on working out. They're, they're jacked They you know, they're, it's not even about the jack, but they're all these, whatever the type of training, there's like sprinters that come in there, like people who do all, all types of stuff. Uh, but everybody's just so focused on working out and it's the vibe, the energy there is so good versus I've went into like a 24 seven fitness, like planet fitness. And there's people who are just like, you know, going to say that they went and you're just like, you feel like you're dying. Like you feel like, like you almost want to yell at people. You're just like, what are you doing here? Like, why would you do this to this place? 
that would allow you to be so good. It's true. You know, I view, and I'm getting a little crazy here, but like I view like the studios that I dance in, the, the gyms that I go to almost as like, um, you know, sanctuaries, you know, spiritual places, like they, they're purpose-built spaces. Yeah. Um, and I respect those spaces, you know, everywhere I go, where I, wherever I dance, uh, I always clean the floor, whether I own it or not, it's like I'll clean the floor, tidy it up, because it, it has a purpose for me and I, I'm putting my own purpose into it. Same with the gym, you know, racking yeah, your weights, the weights, stuff like time. that, keeping it clean. Because when I come back again and again and again and again, I want it to be this, this almost this ritualistic place where it's like, I'm here to do this. It is here for this. Um, and everybody else kind of, kind of has that. And when you go to a nice gym, you'll find those high quality people that will push you. And so when you're saying, Oh, I wonder if I can do two more reps. You know, people aren't saying, ah, don't push yourself, <laughs> you know, you know, and that, cause, cause stuff like that, it makes logical sense, but that's not what you need. Uh, what you need is dude, that person's I've, like, yo, you got, do eight. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Do fucking eight. Dude, I've had, like, you know? I, I went to a gym one time and the, I I can't, what was it? I asked the wrong person to spot me, man. I asked yeah. the wrong person. He's like, no, 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 you're going to hurt yourself. And I'm like, bro, where the hell am I? Right. Like, like who I says don't want that, that negative. Who I'm says already, that? I, I've been injured in the past. I don't want to think about injury, you know? Right. So it's like versus the experience that I just had, which is, bro, you got this. I'm right here for you. I'm right, right. here for you. You got this. You got this. Let's go push, breathe through it, breathe right. through it. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy because like there's such a huge impact that surrounding yourself with quality people that have a vision and the experience yeah. to get somewhere that you want to be. The impact is tremendous. It's almost unexplainable. Um, you know, and so I think that's huge. You know, not only the importance of fitness, which is really the whole discussion here, but how it pours over into your everyday life. Yeah. You know, if you are someone that wants to be successful in real estate, like this is what we're doing right now. Yeah. You're going to surround yourself with people who are successful in real estate. I'm not going to go to the guy down the street that's never bought a home. He's never even, he's been renting his entire life. Right. You know, or he's even behind on rent. He's still in this like, and the, um, and the first word out of his mouth is, what happens if the, the tenants, you know, yeah, you know, tenants. it's like negativity. It's like, oh, shit. you don't, don't get hurt, you know? So yeah. you're not, you're not doing that. You're not doing that. And I feel like it, if you push yourself and you're someone who likes to push yourself to succeed, you should be around other people who also like to push themselves and will equally push you. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's just, and fitness is just one example of hundreds of how it translates into your everyday experience. Yeah, but I think the reason we wanted to talk about fitness is we both know how powerful fitness can be in it bleeding over to other parts of your life. And so, yeah. um, one, if you're, you're thinking, well, do I really need to be a fit person? Then you're kind of missing the whole point because the answer is yes. You need to be in shape. Um, people need to realize their potential. There's so few things in life that are in our control. Your fitness level is, is in your control. It is. You know, so be fit. It's good for your health. You know, it'll, it feels good. It just feels good. Like working out feels good. So like from a selfish thing, like I want you to experience what I experience where like you go to the gym and all that negativity just leaves your body. You feel good. You know, we like being around positive people, right? You ever been around somebody who's happy and you're like, you were happy. You could be that person and you could do that by getting your ass in a squat rack and, you know, running a little bit. But uh, it's, it's, it's just so good for you. And, and two, all of that bleeds over. Once you become that fit person, you have that identity, you know, you start saying, huh, well, I could work out earlier. I could do this. And as part of every other day, well, I work out four times a week. What else could I do four times a week? You know, 
what else can I do Reading, on a daily? You know, yeah, journaling. to improve. Yep. Well, that's something that happened recently. So I, I recently decided I'm never taking a day off. You know, mm, from I, working out or? Yeah, no, from working out, I oh, don't. Wow. You know, and obviously like a rest day is still an active rest day. So I'm still not taking the day off. I'm still going to go hit the Stairmaster. Okay, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not actually taking a day off from the experience of going to this physical location and being there, right? Yeah. Being present. So I decided that I'm not going to do that. And I haven't for the last three months. I've, every single day I go, yeah. right? So what I decided to also do as that happened was what am I going to implement into my morning routines? If I'm going to hit the gym every day at 630, but I wake up at five, I've got an hour and a half where, you know, I got a half hour to get my shit together, but then I've got another hour. What am I doing? Because yeah. I, I typically will go some maybe fasted or if it's leg day or whatever, like I'll have a I don't know, peanut butter sandwich or oatmeal or something, right? Yeah. Or a protein shake. So what am I going to do with that extra hour? So I've started implementing journaling and like my prayer life, you know, and I don't, nice. I'm not pressing my, you know, religious views or whatever on anybody, but I think if you can implement certain things, you're not only doing this gym routine every single day, but you're now putting other things into place, like listening to morning motivation videos yeah. or doing something that's going to propel your personal life and your mental life and your emotional life into another level along with your physical life. Yeah. And so that's been so transformative for me, um, just from a mental, spiritual, emotional standpoint, because I'm not just building my body. I'm interested in building my entire being so I can become the number one version of myself. Yeah. And, and just like all things that take hard work, you know, you w it will automatically pull in those other things, like whether yeah. it's journaling or it's even just scheduling your workouts, um, you know, meal prepping, right? It takes a lot of organization and thinking ahead. And maybe that's a skill that you don't have in, in your life. And that could be useful to you. Um, that's something I, I've been, meal prepping has been on my to-do list for like three months now. Uh, and I haven't done it simply because one, I really like Grubhub. And yeah. two, it's just, it's so convenient. But two, uh, I know how much work it's going to take because I've done it before. Yeah. So I've meal prepped before. I know it's going to take. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do my best to start doing it. Uh, but that kind of shows as well that like, honestly, like you don't have to be perfect. Uh, but you do have to do something. You have yeah. to be committed to something. I'm not perfect. Andrew's not perfect. But we both are doing a lot to improve ourselves yeah. and become the best version of ourselves. And if you don't have that thing that you're pushing in, you know, fitness is you're 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 killing a lot of birds point. with one stone. Starting like a lot of them. Right. And um, so I think before we wrap this up, what I would really like to touch on, because I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there, you know, you're saying to yourself, I would love to work out. I would love to add that into my regimen, my routine, but yeah. I may be suffering from an injury of some kind, or I feel oh, like yeah. I haven't worked out for so long. Like, how am I going to get started? And it's not always easy. You know, you, you jump, it's actually not easy at all to get started with anything typically. Yeah. But, you know, you may experience something where you go four days and then you get hurt and then you got to take two weeks off and then you go three days and that same injury, it's still, it, it gets you. So you, you know, so it, it's not always easy, especially if you're suffering from an illness or an injury of some kind. And I'm not a doctor, but what I would say is there are certain things that we have both experienced through our process of overcoming injury that we can give you as pointers, um, you know, that have helped us along our journey yeah. because, Injuries suck, man. Injuries suck. Worst. And think about it. If I have made a, uh, if I've dedicated myself to going to the gym every single day, and that's part of my 
persona now that's part of my identity and now i can't go for two weeks because i just pulled something or my shoulders messed up so i cannot do any overhead exercises or whatever the case is right um you know it, it really hurts your ego in a sense and it yeah. kind of throws you off your game um so you know what has been your experience with overcoming yeah. that and getting yourself back to where you can be more you know uh, regimented about your implementation i think part of it is realizing that injuries will happen um it will happen more will happen to some people than others i've had four surgeries right so i've had two knee surgeries from being a runner in college uh then last year i tore my right peroneal tendon uh my right ankle uh and had surgery on that in february and then i tore my left achilles oh my uh, God, in october bro. and i had surgery in october so i had two serious leg injuries uh some crutches like all the year and if you saw me now go to my instagram uh force the investor you'll see i'm still spinning on my hands and stuff like that right you wouldn't really know. Uh, but at the time, it seemed so devastating. At the time, when, especially when I tore my Achilles, I was like, man, like, I don't know if I can dance anymore. Um, because as human beings, we, we live so much in, in the moment. I was actually talking to uh, my sports therapist uh, as a, uh, not a therapist, like the physical therapist, um, as a quick aside. And she was like, when you feel better, you're not even gonna remember this pain. Wow. Because that's just how humans are built. It's like, and I was like, oh, not, and now, now I'm back to dancing. I'm like, oh, I really can't remember exactly how painful it was. I just remember that it sucked. So you kind of have to know that and just know that injuries will happen and they're just going to be terrible. Um, but when you realize that that is part of the journey and I've gotten through four at this time, I'm stronger, faster, more flexible than I've ever been after those surgeries. I'm strong. Both my legs are stronger than they were before the surgery wow. after months That's of huge. recovery. And part of what an injury will allow you to and I hope that you learn this through my words instead of experiencing it, is you learn how uh, better injury prevention and you know you do much more mo mobility exercises and things like that to take stress off of my like, you know, uh, auxiliary muscle groups. Uh, but, but part of, I certainly felt that, that lack of identity, especially when I was in college, you know, and had my second knee surgery because I was a runner. Like being a runner was the thing I did. So every moment I wasn't running, I was like, man, what am I doing with myself? Like I'm a, I'm a runner and I'm a winner. Like yeah. I was good. Like the expectation for me as a runner was very, very high. I wasn't just on the track team. I was expected to win. Yeah. Um, and so when I was going through that, uh, it was my first big bout with like depression and like I would have anxiety attacks. I actually talked to a sports psychologist at that time because I'd get anxiety attacks that were so bad. I would like freeze up on the track. It was this whole big thing. Wow. But got through all of that, you know, with time, uh, an effort, you know, sitting down with the sports psychologist, something I had no idea how it was going to go, uh, and just learning, you know, breathing exercises and things like that. Uh, and I had to kind of work through the change in my identity of being someone who never lost in high school, undefeated, to being this person who ha now had pain when he ran and was competing as people on a much higher level. And it was just scary. I was, I was scared to do the thing that I was like supposed to be really good at, right? And I think that translates into everything. It's like, Man, now I'm hurt. So now I'm I'm scared. I have a shoulder injury. I'm scared to bench press, even though I love benching. I'm scared to do it because last time I did it, I got hurt. And I think you just learn to, you know, do better injury prevention. You'll push through it. You'll learn that you can push through these injuries. You'll push through the limitations, right? Even though you got hurt last time, doesn't mean you'll get hurt next time. And you can even, you know, bench more. You know, you you figure all these things out yeah. like through the process. Um, you know, and it is my own hope now. My goal is to knock on wood, not have another surgery. Uh, that's my current goal. So I do a ton, like I stretch 
every day as much as I can. I have a slant board to stretch my ankles. Um, there's, there's all these little things that I do that take like minutes out of the day. Like even my slant board. A slant board, by the way, is literally just a box slant like this. And it allows you to do a really good stretch. Oh, dude, that thing your, feels amazing. It feels so good. I stood on that the other day. I do it every morning and it just helps with, you know, especially since I sit down all day working. It's been most, even though I'm very active, it's been most of my day not being active. Yeah. Still. Um, and, and just waking those up. So there's so much you can do um, with injuries to push through these, you know, kind of states of depression, anxiety, fear that gets built up. Yeah. Um, You'll get through I, it. I definitely, I want to touch on something that just, I couldn't get it out of my mind the entire time you were speaking. Yeah. And I want to talk about the crossover between what you just discussed, your experience going through the physical pain, the physical ailment, the physical injury, and the mental, emotional distress that it put on you, and the relation to how that correlates to our emotional situation when you go through a breakup for, per se, or if you mm. go through something dealing with relationships, a business partner has failed you or someone has hurt you, right? So I couldn't stop thinking about this the entire time you were speaking. And so I, I may go a little bit off topic here, but no, you're good, you're good. You know, let me cross the two together. So you've gotten into an injury, you, you've gotten hurt physically. Yeah. You just had a business partner fail you, walk away with money, something happened, or you just got out of a bad breakup. It's an injury. Both of them feel like you are going to die at the time. It's the worst right? thing that ever happened. It's so painful. You're going through the panic attacks that you just mentioned, the anxiety, you know, it's popping out of everywhere. Um, you're living day to day in such a short period of time where like every second feels like an hour and every hour yeah. feels like a day and every day feels like a year. And, you know, you're going through this process of not being able to work out or now you're alone or now you don't have that business partner. Your trust has been broken. Your ligament has been broken. In both scenarios, you are now in a new position that you find yourself in where everything's been flipped out of order. Yeah. You're not going to the gym anymore. Now you're eating dinner by yourself, you know. So right. whatever the case is, the crossover, you are now in a new world. You are in like almost this new dimension of sorts. And you have to figure out how to become the best version of yourself in that very moment using what you have at your uh, yeah. at your at your ability so now you're injured so what do you have to do every day in order to get better you got to do your physical therapy you have to take things slow you have to learn the breathing exercises you have to learn how to be present with yourself and and be okay with the fact that this has just happened and have that vision that you know that you're going to get through this yeah and then on this other side you now have to again take the breathing exercises you have to do those little things every day take the journaling. You have to be okay with being alone and being in a new area of your life, um, being independent and having that vision that it's not always going to be this way. And like you mentioned, you mentioned a, a very important part that you had a conversation with your physical therapist about, which is that you don't even remember the pain down the road. Yeah. You know, when you get out of the situation, you are recovered from both scenarios. You don't even remember how painful it was, but in the moment it's so bad in the moment it hurts so much. Right. And in the moment, like your whole life is upside down. But then when you get through it, you're like, it wasn't even that bad, you know. Um, but another point that came to my mind was you now have this. I feel like you step into new situations with that fear, uncertainty or insecurity that you have to overcome. Just like you're like, I can't do what I used to do on bench anymore. I'm afraid to put the weights on because I think I'm going to get injured again. On the other side, it's I'm afraid to have this conversation with this new business partner. I'm afraid to get in bed with another person that might hurt me or that might do me wrong. I'm afraid you take these insecurities and these fears into your next relationships. Right. And it's so important to do the work. 
to have somebody that can hold you accountable and to say, hey, you know, it's okay. We're going to do two and a half pounds at a time and we're just going to slowly push until we build up to that weight. Yeah. Or on this side, it's having those people around that are say, it's okay. Like you're just going to go on a couple of dates or you're just going to meet with people, but you start learning how to prevent those injuries. Again, you start learning how to say, exactly. you know, um, now when I step into this relationship, I need to look for the red flags, right? I need to do maybe a background search. <laughs> you know, yeah. I need to like, um, you know, call my friend who's a cop and like run, literally run a background, like pay the, pay the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I've got to do these things that are going to make sure that I'm preventing myself from injury on this end. Just like I'm now going to stretch and I'm going to use the little slant board to make sure that I prevent myself from being injured again. So the crossover between fitness and life is just so it's so prevalent that it's it's unmistakable. You cannot miss it. You know, if you're looking for it, you'll find the crossover. I think it's it's almost a I don't know if allegory is the word for life, but your fitness journey and the struggles of going through injuries and all that are exactly literally everything you just said, like what you'll experience in the rest of your life. But I think the difference is, is that you can use it to strengthen those other aspects, like having to go through that psychological battle due to my physical state, you know, has made, I can always look back on that when I'm doing, when, when other trials come my way, it's like, oh, well, I was able to, to get through, you know, this hardship, uh, these limits, and I can get through this hardship and this, this limit. Um, and that's just one of the many ways. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many. I'm glad you went even deeper with it because it, it, really, it really is that deep, guys. Yeah. Like it, it really is that deep. And I know we're talking about like why you should just be fit. Um, but it, it's really not about, again, it, it's not about being, you know, the dude with the biggest arms or the girl with the biggest booty. It's about, you know, maybe you are the girl with the biggest booty. But I know, unless you got a BBL, that you're in there, you're putting in the work, you're squatting, you're pushing, you know, you're making the, the faces, like you're putting in the work. There's no shortcuts to it. It's it. about overcoming. There's, yeah, it's, it's, it's about overcoming those limitations and there's, there's, there's no shortcuts. There's no yeah. way around it. Just like, you know, we're building our business and we know we're going to share the journey. Like there's no easy way to build, you know, a million dollar Airbnb business. It's just not. It and just you, takes hard work. And you might run into injury or setback. Yeah. No, but setback is just a setup for a comeback. Yeah. And that's huge, you know? And so one of the things, you know, to touch on another one of your points, which is like remembering the pain. One of the things that I do, regardless if it's physical, regardless if it's personal, regardless if it's emotional, I actually have a journal, especially when I'm going through hard times mm -hmm. because, you know, I get to work out every day now. I'm so blessed to be able to do that. But there was a time when I could not work out for almost two years mm -hmm. and I was in chiropractic work Every other day I was getting cortisone shots. Like I remember that, yeah. it was crazy. I was get I, and they all wanted me to get surgery and I was like, I'm not going to get surgery and have my spine fused together. Like that's crazy. What, yeah. What's going to happen after I do that? You know? And I was doing all this research. I'm like, they want me to fuse five vertebrae together. Like what the hell is going to happen, bro? It's yeah. going to be crazy. I'm not even going to be able to touch my, my knees, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I'm not doing that. And so I started looking at alternative measures and how I could, heal this pain and get through the sciatic nerve damage. And, and so I ended up finding yoga and actually yoga with comb combining that with actually, um, you know, weight training, weight lifting and yoga is how I got myself out of it. Mm. But I can go back to my journal from that time period being like, I literally couldn't walk today. I couldn't put my underwear on and I had to have my mother help me put my underwear and my socks on today. 
It's a struggle. I literally Calmly. couldn't tie my shoe. And I look back at my journal and I can feel my pain through the words. Yeah. You know, and uh, recently, you know, I, I even went through a situation, you know, where I ended things with the person that I was dating and I had to go through the journal and I look back now and I'm like 10 times better than I was a month ago. I'm 20 times better than I was two months ago because I look back and I read those words and I'm like, damn, I was really going through it. Right. You know, and it's like when you can have that appreciation for where you've been and what you've overcome and the limitations that you've garnered your strength from, bro, it's like you have a whole different type of confidence. You have yeah. a whole different type of um, of understanding about yourself and your ability to overcome limitations so that if you're going through something today, if something disastrous happened today, you can look back on what you've been through and you can say, I got this. I got this. Like, I'm going to push through this because I've done it before. And it, it almost seems, it's like you said, it almost seems like, oh, wow, that wasn't even that bad. Like, because yeah. at the time it was, but like, when you look back, you're like, obviously I was going to get through that. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, obviously I was like, obviously you I was going to recover. Dots looking backwards, right? You know, I was like, of course, Achilles heel, you know, pro basketball players tear their Achilles all the time. <laughs> but at the time I was like, oh my, I can't walk. <laughs> I hated it. Like I couldn't sleep well because my leg hurt at night. You know, I needed help doing like, you got to use crutches. So like you can't even hold stuff because you got to hold crutches. I'm telling and, like, you. Your whole day is just fucked up. And I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, I tore my Achilles, you know, and six months recovery, like they said it would be. And that's just now it. You're straight. You know, now, now straight, I'm good. You know? um, Dude, but it, I, it's so big to like, I, I'm a huge believer in journaling, especially if you're yeah. going through shit. Like, you know, it's nice to be able to journal gratitude and stuff when like life is great. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people are going through shit. And I think that you should take the time. The, the way that I journal is, um, you know, I do like, this is what I'm going through. This is how fucked up it is. Like, this yeah. is how I feel. But. I believe that this is going to happen. And then I transition it from a place of doubt, fear, uncertainty into faith. And it's like, but I believe that this is going to happen. Bro, I had an experience so crazy where I was reading this, this journal yeah. about what I was like, I was going through it at the time. But at the end of the journal, I said, but I believe that I'm going to start this business and I believe that I'm going to have, you know, X amount in my bank account. Bro, I had that exact amount in my bank account at the time that I reread this journal. Nice. And, I, and the business I have, I have it now. And I'm like, dude, this is the importance of not only describing in detail what you're going through, but also believing in something to come because you end up manifesting that as your reality by doing so. Yeah, it's 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 all powerful. I don't I don't want to I don't want to add to that other than say, yeah. I mean, I've experienced you know, this all could those, be a two hour podcast. All the same things. <laughs> um, you know, talking about manifesting. You know, perception being reality. Talked about a lot of the, we talk about these on a lot of our podcasts, but yeah. those are the things we believe in general. So um, we're this is longer than our first one, man. I know. We're killing it. Apparently, we really wanted to talk about fitness. Um, this was a doubleheader day, by the way. We really want to bring this knowledge to you guys. Uh, again, if you haven't, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We appreciate each and every one of you. Dude, if you found this powerful shirt with two of your friends, uh, let us know if you have questions, topics that you want us to talk about. Uh, we're here to help uh, you become the best version of yourself, the number one version of yourself. But until next time, I'm Forrest. This is Andrew. Uh, Sir. And we'll see you later.